What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? All right, guys. I love Adele, and she has a new song, and I'm going to play it for you guys. But first, she broke records um, on Spotify for most streams in a single day. 20 billion streams. What? That's crazy. Billion? Billion. 20 billion streams. Wow. And... The video is amazing, it's black and white, and it's really telling a story, but I want you guys to hear it because it's an amazing song. Her vocals are just amazing. Yeah, she's got one of the most beautiful voices uh, ever. Um, so uh, I can't wait to see which uh, which track on the album is about her new uh, found relationship with our pal Rich Paul. So I can't wait to hear that. Gotta say, hear the, um, hear the album. I haven't heard any of it yet. That's the first I'm hearing of it. And what I just heard in 30 seconds sounds amazing. See, now you got me. Now you got me in, Laura. Now I want to hear more Adele. Oh, man. The video, too, is just I haven't seen a real music video. You know what I mean? Like, we don't get those. I don't feel like we get those enough anymore. And this video is about five and a half minutes long. And you don't actually hear the song until about a minute and a half in. So it's it's. Whenever you have a chance, Cap, go watch it. It's so good. Okay. Is there a, what's the name of the song? It's called Easy On Me. Easy On Me. Mm-hmm. Adele. Okay. And she looks amazing, too. She does look amazing. Yeah. She looks great. I like the idea of black and white. I love black and white. I like black and white photos, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, towards the end, it, as it evolves, you know, things change, but it's great. Awesome. So that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. I do want to get to this American icon anniversary here in a moment. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the Dodgers. So the Dodgers are taking on the Braves cap. And there are a couple of things that stand out. Now, granted, you know, Acuna is not playing. And, you know, they've got a couple of their stars are missing. However, their pitching has been phenomenal. 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 Um, during this postseason. And really down the stretch, uh, I would say, in, uh, in the regular season as well. Uh, their big three. Morton uh, and Freed particularly. Uh, Anderson, obviously, Ian Anderson is very good too. But um, Morton and Freed particularly have been really, really good. Okay, um, Max Freed may have the best curve goal, curve ball. Excuse me, not curve gall. Um, although he may have the gall to throw the curve ball uh, in baseball. Like it is filthy. Okay, like when you see that thing, um, the break on it is just insane. So. This is going to be a real series because the starting pitching on both sides is excellent. And granted, once you get to the bullpen, if the Dodgers get to the bullpen, I think they're in good shape because they clearly have the superior bullpen uh, really in almost every matchup, but particularly in this matchup. But, man, like the the Braves have had some good timely hitting. Uh, the Dodgers' old friend, Jock Peterson, has been fantastic mm-hmm. uh, since playing for the Braves. And Freddie Freeman, I mean, that guy's a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Like, and he had such big, big moments in that Milwaukee series. So um, they're, they're a, quite a formidable opponent. Like, I don't think there's any doubt. So anyone that thinks just because they beat the Giants and the Giants were great, and I'm not taking that away from them, and it's the rival, don't take a breath because this Brave squad is legit. Yeah, I think a lot of people, George, are feeling that way. Like, okay, you got through the hardest part. You know, the, in, in the 1980 Olympics, we all remember – how, you know, the U.S. team beat the Soviet Union, but that wasn't actually for the gold medal. They still yeah. had to go and beat Finland. 
for the right. gold medal, right? Yeah. So, so here's another example where the Dodgers have gotten through this incredibly physically and emotionally challenging uh, series that went the distance. And not only did it go the distance in five games, it went to the bottom of the ninth inning. So right. there was a lot of emotion and there's a lot of celebrating after a game and a win in a series like that. There cannot be any letdown. And when you look over at Atlanta and you start throwing out some of these names, like a Freddie Freeman, like a Jock Peterson who had two home runs and five RBIs in the last series, um, they're real. I mean, just because the Dodgers were down 3-1 last year and came back and beat Atlanta, and because the Dodgers have already gotten through San Francisco, Atlanta's real. And so yeah. this, is, this is no just automatic gimme. Yeah, they are legit. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, I, I, I think that, again, you have to take them very, very seriously. Um, and here's the thing. The good news for the Dodgers, though, is that their pitching has come together, as we talked about earlier. Um, and Cody Bellinger, man, is back. Like, back in a big way. Like, I remember Lindsey was out one day and Bergman came on the show. And oh you God. and I and Bergman talked about this. And he was out on Cody Bellinger. He turned his back on Cody Bellinger, and you and I were stunned. We were like, what are you doing? Are well, you crazy? You, like, you, you know, know where that was? You, let me tell you where that was. We were at Black Gold. Right. We, we, it was the day of the of the 710 golf tournament. Right. You know, shout out to our people from No, Sunday it wasn't because I was there that day. You were there that day? I was. Okay, anyway. well, Bergman was there on site, and George and I were kind of getting into him about Bellinger. And it, listen, here's the thing, George. When you're emotionally wrapped up in a team – oftentimes you can't see through your emotion, okay? And I told Bergman, who is a very emotional Dodger fan, I told him all season long two things. Don't give up on Bellinger. He's too young. He's too accomplished. He's going to break out. No different than a guy in basketball. Keep shooting. You will break out of a slump. Keep swinging. You will break out of a slump. Bellinger has done that at the right time. The other thing I told Bergman and he didn't want to hear it, was don't give up on Kenley Jansen. The guy's got too much experience. He's been around too long. He's been in too many high-stress, high-pressure type of situations. Don't give up on that guy. And you see, that's, that's why Dave Roberts didn't give up on these guys because he knows there's going to be struggles through 162 games. But when it comes to crunch time, those two guys in particular showed up. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that you have to look at. Like they, he, he, he kind of let them fight through it. Um, you know, they worked on his um, batting stance and and the whole nine and the swing, and they changed everything. And look, I know Dave said yesterday, look, it wasn't about that; it's about heart and grit and all that. And yes, I mean that's part of it too. And but it is about the mechanics. Like I, I know he's trying to you know pump up his guy and all that, but the mechanics were certainly completely different, and I think that helped him once he got comfortable with it. it. It's true, but you know, man, listen, there are times where a guy like Bellinger, who's had, let's face it, and he would say the same thing, it's been a miserable season for him. You know, there were injuries, and then when he came back, there was all this disappointment and lack of production. But in the end, you know, when you have been there and done it, and you've got a resume, and you've got a track record of success, and you can draw upon that in a pressure-packed situation like last night in the top of the ninth inning when you've got a runner on and you desperately need to find a hole, Bellinger was able to do it. Mechanics, heart, luck, whatever you want to call it, that's a guy you just don't give up on. You yeah. don't give up on a player that young with that resume. Not now. 
Agreed wholeheartedly. Um, speaking of great resumes, I saw today that there's an anniversary. Bob Barker, then the host of Price is Right, okay, in 1987, stopped dyeing his hair. And the audience gave him a standing ovation when he came on stage white-haired. Kaplan, I think it's time for you to come home. Man, I don't know. I I mean, how old do you think Bob Barker was when he finally decided, you know what, it's time to just let it go? I mean, I'll tell you right now if you give me a second. Yeah. Um, Bob Barker is Mm -hmm. 97 years old right now. What a life. And he was born in 1923. So in 1987, he was 64. Okay. So, look, I've got a long way to go before I have to Bob Barker this thing and just officially say, you know what, this isn't worth it anymore. I'm a 64-year-old guy. This is a long time away, thankfully. A 64-year-old guy, and I'm still dyeing my hair, and I'm still saying things like dope AF and lit. So at 64, I think it'll probably be time to let the hair go full gray and stop trying to use young, cool, millennial verbiage, Mm -hmm. I think. I love that Bob Barker, if you want to do, like, goofy, like, radio, you know, he used to, I mean, he he had a show here in L.A., a radio show. On KNX. I did or, not know that. Yeah, I did yeah. not realize that mm-hmm. either. Yeah, he hosted a radio show on KNX. I do remember Chuck Woolery back in the day uh, from, what was this show? Is it called The Dating Game? No, was that the, the newly, no? Love Connection. Love Connection. We'll be back in two and two. Mm-hmm. I remember when Chuck Woolery had a radio show on an FM talk station in L.A., but I don't, I don't remember Bob Barker. I mean, Bob, you have to go way back. Like, oh. You have to go back to like the 50s. Oh, <laughs> so, oh that I did not know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Woolery, you just have to go back to, like, the mid-'90s. Yeah, no, so I, I, I knew that just because I, I knew someone who had told me that. Um, but, yeah, he had a show on KNX back in the 50s, uh, which was kind of crazy. But Bob Barker, to me, greatest, greatest, absolutely, without a doubt, greatest game show host ever. Now, how do you qualify that? Uh, it's just my subjective opinion. Oh, got it. Okay, I didn't yeah. know if there was like some data to back that up or something. Because no. you're usually pretty good at. I am pretty data driven, but on yeah. that one, it's just the gut. Yeah. See, I would have to say to you that I like Bob Barker very much, but but Alex Trebek for me is going to be one, and I'm going to have to say Bob Barker might have to be two. I'm a, I'm going to go more Trebek than Barker. I mean, 35 years. Okay, actually. Wait a minute. Let me see. Hold on. 72. I was going to say, I feel like it's been way more than that. Hold on. Yeah. Se- no. Well, on prices right alone. So that would be 28 plus 7. No, that's right. 35 years. Is how long he hosted the prices right? Yeah. That's unbelievable. What, what a did career. he do before that? Didn't he he hosted a sh- the uh, game show called Truth or Consequences, which also lasted, um, I want to say, like 20 years on that, too, or close to it. So he, any- he had... He had done he had done the game show thing for fifty plus years. Are there any other game shows nowadays that are on TV other than Jeopardy, which is still on, and the Wheel of Fortune? Pat Sajak has had a, a ridiculous. Oh, I would long love I, I love Sajak, yeah. and he's in my top. He's in like my top five game show hosts of all time. Uh, but are Bob there is any number other one. Game shows? Yeah, Bob is number one. Yeah, Alex Trebek is number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sajak is number three. On that mm-hmm. list, those are my like top three. And if I had to go with a fourth, it yeah. would be um, what's his face who used to host uh, the uh, Family Feud back in the oh, day. Oh, Richard uh, Dawson. Richard Dawson. Yeah. Oh, see, I would take Steve Harvey over Richard Dawson right now. Okay. 
You know, Steve Harvey is pretty funny. On Steve Harvey. I mean, Steve great. Harvey's funny. I, I also don't Harvey. watch the Steve Harvey Family Feud. Though. I don't oh my either, god! But, I oh, but like when I do watch it, it is pretty damn hilarious. Oh my god, Steve Harvey! I watch Steve Harvey's Family Feud. I don't know why, but I I will watch an episode at least once a week. I don't know why it just seems to be on all the time. And I think Steve Harvey is hilarious. How about Wink Martindale? Isn't Wink Martindale a top five game show host? No, of all not time? I, before my time. Not, not, oh, yeah. really? I think uh, Regis is when he did Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That was a great TV. Yeah, movie. just not the longevity though. You know what I mean with Regis? Do you want to yeah. phone a friend? Yeah. I thought he was good though. No, he was good. He was good. He was good. But he's like uh, you know the Gail Sayers of uh, of game show hosts. You know, kind of like a Barry I think Sanders of Regis is more of a talk show host. You know. You know, it's amazing to me that Wink Martindale was before your time, but Gail Sayers was not before your time. That's an interesting... Well, I also know sports history way oh. more. Like, oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like, not game yeah. show history. Yeah, I didn't Got watch it. old game shows. I've seen old games, though. Mm. Yeah. Who was the guy that had the... I think it was Wink Martindale. He had the long microphone with the little teeny tiny tip on the end. Does I mean, anybody Bob know? Barker had Well, Bob Barker yeah. uh, actually had He also that, had yes. the long, long skinny <laughs> mic, too. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it right back. There we there go. You go. There you so go. Bob Barker. Congratulations to Bob. And will Kaplan go home like Bob did? Or he'll wait till he's 64? And the price is wrong, Bob. Yeah. Oh, and let's not forget, right? One of the greatest cameos in a sports movie ever. Lindsay, you know Happy Gilmore? Of course I know Happy Gilmore. Okay, I just want to make sure we're all on the I same I want to make sure you know. Do you know Happy I Gilmore? I saw Happy Gilmore, and I saw Adam Sandler beat the ever-living crap okay, out of Bob sure. Barker. But he also had the best line in the whole movie. That's right. Bob Barker. <laughs> the price is wrong. B. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. Coming up next, our picks against the spread segment. I feel like uh, we, you know, we've done this very sporadically because we haven't been on the air on a, every Friday, but we've done two weeks for sure. Uh, so, Lindsay, if you have the updated standings, we'll do that on the other side. Plus, we'll pick our games. That's coming up in just a moment. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I loved I Love Lucy. When I was a little kid, it was on in, like, syndication. Um, You know, like, obviously, I was... It had already been gone. The show was over way, way before I was born. But it was uh, it was on syndication. I used to love it. It used to be on during the day all the time. I used to watch it when I was a kid, like in the summers. Um, and I thought it was funny. I, maybe it's because it was Ricky Ricardo, right? And he was Cuban and like that kind of like resonated mm-hmm. with me. Like, think about it. There was representation. He was like the first Hispanic character on TV, right? On like network TV. Yeah, he was a big deal. Yeah, he was. was the, I, yeah, he was. He was the first Hispanic <laughs> character on network television. And then we didn't have one again, like leading a show. And then we didn't have one again until George Lopez. Shout out to George, who's touring, by the way. He's awesome, um, dude. I saw that George Lopez is touring. Uh, I would want to check that out. I love George Lopez. Yeah. You know who I saw the other night? I, maybe I shouldn't even say this on the air, but you know, who I, I, I saw this comedian the other night, um, Louis C.K., who's trying to make a big comeback because obviously he was caught up in the whole Me Too thing and he did some disgusting stuff. But man, oh man, you talk about a guy who can take the language, manipulate it, and say words that the rest of the world will get canceled for, but not Louis C.K.? My God, was he hysterically brilliant. And I just saw him within the last week, so. Mm, cool. Amazing. Um, all right, are you ready for picks against the spread? I am. 
Laura, do we have some music or something? NFL music? Or okay, something? No worries. Um, there it is. So, Linz, do we have an updated uh, scoreboard, or do you want to do that at the end? I do have an updated scoreboard. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, assuming my math is correct, we can fact check it later. Uh, <laughs> so, after last week, Sedano's got 15 points. He is in the lead, but tied for the lead at 15 with me, who also has 15. And, Cap, you've got 14, so you're not very far behind. So, it's a very close race so far. Okay, we're all within just one run within one game just like the giants and the dodgers what? what are you talking it about wrong sport so close just one game separated after 162 tied going into the top of the ninth inning so we've got ourselves quite a ball game going here with picks against the spread okay all right so all right here's our first game rams are eight point favorites on the road against the g-men and daniel jones is going to play um at least according to the reports by multiple reporters, Adam Schefter, Jay Glazer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, Cap, I'll start with you. Rams, Giants, who do you got? And what? It, oh, and for those that don't know how to play the game, we pick each game against the spread. There's five games each and every week. The game you are most confident in, you assign a five to. So the game you're most confident in, in picking against the spread, you assign a five to. The game you are least confident in, in picking against the spread, you assign a one to, and then so so on and so forth in between. You can only use each number once. Okay. So just so you know, I'm really happy with the line that you just quoted, that you have the Rams as eight-point favorites on the road at the Giants because I thought the Rams, and this was the line I was using, were nine-and-a-half-point favorites. But you know what, George? Regardless, I think the Rams destroyed. I mean, we can go nine-and-a-half if you no, want. No, I mean, no, no. Fine. I like your line better. Okay. I think the Rams destroy the Giants, and I'm so confident that the Rams will cover the eight points. I was so confident they would cover the nine and a half points. It's my number five. I am most confident okay. that the Rams will cover against the Giants, and you've just given me a point and a half, so I'll take the eight. I got the Rams to cover the eight points. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I also have the Rams, but that is my three. That is my three. Like, I'm pretty confident. But I am afraid of the backdoor cover. Eight is more than a touchdown. You know, on the road, that's a lot of points. West Coast team going east. Like, yeah, you know, like those things all work against you. I still think the Rams should cover, but I'm not like super duper duper confident. Of it. I understand because, hey, how about last night? Tampa Bay was a seven-point favorite. Philadelphia scores a touchdown, gets a two-point conversion. Philly loses the game by six. So Tampa wins but doesn't cover, even though everybody was watching the Giants and the Dodgers. Yeah. That did happen. Linz, what do you got? Well, I had uh... – I'm going to go with the Rams. I had them okay. as my five, but after everything you just said, I mean, eight is a pretty big number. So I'll I'll still stick with Rams, but I'll go four. As my okay, four. All right, next we've got Chargers at Ravens. Ravens are two-and-a-half-point favorites, which means, you know, usually the home team gets three uh, if, they're, if they're evenly matched with their opponent. So two-and-a-half means that, in theory, the Chargers are coming in as the better team. Uh, now they have the better record, that's for sure. Uh, but I feel like... The Ravens have the right recipe against the Chargers. The Chargers are giving up 5.6 yards per carry against the run. The Ravens are going to run the ball um, very heavily, particularly with Lamar and company. So I, I think the Ravens win at home. I think the Chargers have been fantastic, but the Ravens, there's no shame in losing to the Ravens in Baltimore. So I'm going to take Ravens minus 2.5, and, and that's my 4 cap. This is also my 4. I think the Ravens also win and cover the 2.5. Now look, there's, there's some danger here. Because the Ravens just barely got by the Colts last week, and it took a huge comeback. 
You remember the Ravens just barely got by the Detroit Lions. It required a 66-yard field goal that hit the crossbar and bounced in. And they did beat the Chiefs earlier this year by one point. I think the take you, you got to take the home team here. You got to take the smoking hot quarterback, although they both are. I'll take the Ravens. I'll give the two and a half, and I am pretty confident about it. It's my number four. Okay, Linz, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens as well, um, but I'm just going to take it down a notch and go with three. They're my third most confident. Okay, excellent. Let's move on to the next game: Raiders at Broncos at Mile High. All right, Raiders on the road, coming off this whole John Gruden fiasco. Uh, four is a lot. Um, now the Broncos, man, they've been they've been better than people give them credit for. Like every week, we're like, ah, eh, the Broncos aren't that good, but they're pretty damn good, you know. And their defense is legit, and the Raiders' offense is shaky and shook, right? According to Joey Boza with Derek Carr when he gets hit a lot, Broncos are going to hit him. I'm gonna go with the Broncos minus the four, but not super confident. That's my two cap. So when we look at the Broncos, they beat the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets. They were 3-0, and and the teams that they beat to get to 3-0 were 0-9. Since that time, they've lost to the Ravens, no shame. They lost to the Steelers when most people thought the Steelers were falling apart. I'm going to go this way, George. I'm going to take the Raiders to cover the four. I'm going to put my faith in Derek Carr, and I'm going to give Rich Basaccia the new interim head coach, a shot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give Greg Olson, the, the offensive coordinator, a shot as a play caller. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my chances this week, and I'm going to put my money on the Raiders, and that's my number two. I'm not right, overly so confident. That's our first disagreement. Linz, mm-hmm. what do you have? Well, I think the Raiders are going to band together after John Gruden got ousted, and they're all going to rally together and say, you know what, we're still a good team. We can get through this. They're yeah. going to win. But I'm not super confident about that, so I'm just going to give it a one. All right, there you go. So disagreement, but nobody really confident about this game at all. Cardinals at the Browns. Lindsey's Browns. The Browns are three-point yeah, yeah. favorites. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury uh, will not be at the game. He is on the COVID list. So that according to Jay Glazer. How so are their the head Browns coach, favorited? How? How? Because they're at home. Yeah, but still. And they're good. The Browns uh, are good. Uh, okay. Just. Yeah. Um, so the I, I think they're so good. I think the Cardinals are due for a loss. Uh, not having their coach I don't think will be helpful either. I think it's a high-scoring affair, but I think the Browns coming off a tough loss where they were fuming uh, about the officiating last week on the road against the Chargers, I think this sets up for a Browns victory. So I'm going to take the Browns minus the three, and that's my five. How about that? I am wow. most confident in the Browns, which is something I never Man. thought I'd ever utter. Go wow. ahead, Wow. Wow. So I also like the Browns, and I really love the line at three, because, again, I was looking at three and a half, and I was a little like, ooh, man, I don't know that half a point. But I will tell you this. Not only is Cliff Kingsbury out on the sideline for Arizona, but Nick Chubb, the running back, is out for Cleveland. So for everybody last week that assumed that the reason that Cleveland decided to run the ball late in the game against the Chargers is because they have no confidence in Baker Mayfield – I think without Chubb this week, we're going to get a whole lot more Baker Mayfield. And, by the way, there's been so much talk this week about how Odell Beckham Jr. is not getting targeted enough. I think the Browns win the game. I'm with you. I think the Cardinals are due for a loss. I got the Browns to cover the three. But you know what, George? It's only my number one. I'm not really that confident about it. I'm talking myself into it, but I'm not that confident in it. It's my one. Okay, Linz? 
while on the inside I'm really not all that confident, on the outside I'm going to project my confidence onto the Browns and hope it works for a win. And I'm going to stick with what I always do in the Browns is one of the games we pick and say Browns, five. All right, there we go. Last one, Bills, Monday night at the Titans. Bills are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Look, I I think going on the road – is tough in the NFL with two good teams. The Titans are a good team. They run the ball really well. Tannehill is a is an experienced, good quarterback. Uh, he's they they've got big play weapons uh, on that roster, and they're going to run the ball with Derrick Henry. They're going to they're going to play keep away from the Bills. I think I think they keep it close enough where they can stay within the number. So I'm going to take Titans plus five and a half, but that's only my one because I think that game is going to be ultra competitive. I'm going to take Buffalo here to cover the five and a half points. I think their offense is just too darn explosive, and I think their run defense is going to put up a real fight against that Tennessee O-line and that running game. I've got Buffalo to cover the five and a half, and I'm pretty confident, so it's my number three play this week. Linz? I'm going to go Bills, and the only number that I had left was two, so that's what we're going with. Okay, fair enough. There it is. That's our picks against the spread each and every week. Coming up next, everyone's favorite segment, Big Deal or No Deal, Here in the 6 o'clock hour, it is our most popular segment. We'll have that in a moment. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Speaking of big deals, big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friend Sam and Ash at Sam and Ash Injured Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. What's right, Linz? Well, you guys know that I'm a big WWE fan, although I haven't been watching it super close lately. Uh, But WWE has been holding monthly pay-per-view events for decades. But it sounds like December 2021 will be one of the rare exceptions. WWE previously announced that the TLC, which stands for Tables, Ladders, Chairs matches, uh, that pay-per-view was supposed to be held December 12th in Chicago, but that show has now been canceled. Is WWE canceling the TLC pay-per-view a big deal or no deal, Cap? So it's a pretty big deal. Um, I don't. Is there a reason though? Like, I mean, I didn't nope, really hear they, you. Basically, they they just reworked the schedule and decided that they don't need a pay-per-view that month, which to me. It doesn't sound like it's such so great for them, right? Yeah, I mean, WWE is a multi-billion dollar company. I'm always fascinated by Vince McMahon because not only is he a brilliant business guy, but my goodness, what a funny character he's been throughout his career. I love the WWE as well. I don't really need the TLC shows, and I don't really buy the pay-per-views anymore, but I will watch like a Monday night, whatever's on, you know, and, and, and so... I'm not as into it as I used to be. 
if they put wrestling on ESPN, I would watch it like hockey, you know? But I still think it's a big deal that if you have all these pay-per-views and you cancel one, uh, I think that's that's problematic for the company. I say big deal. Um, I would say no deal. They um, they have a big event now that they're starting to do. They're going to start to do on January 1. You know, like everyone's watching bowl games and stuff like that. They're going to do their own big event on January 1. It's two weeks, you know, earlier or whatever. So I actually think that's where their concentration is. So I think it makes sense from a business standpoint. So no deal. I just don't think that those holiday shows ever seem to work. I know they do them like traditionally on days when people have like like a government holiday, like they'll have like Veterans Day and they do like a big Veterans Day show and like they've done, you know, the Christmas Day shows and stuff like that. And I feel like nobody's nobody's watching wrestling on holidays. So I know where you're where they're going and where they're, what they're trying to do, but I don't think it's gonna work and I think it's weird that they just got rid of TLC altogether. I gotta but, get myself back into wrestling somehow. Yeah, it's it's been tough. I didn't watch it because you know the lack of crowds with the pandemic. But I'm I'm easing my way back in. Yeah, I gotta nice. get back in. Okay, well, there we go. All right, so Domino's posted its first quarterly sales decline in more than a decade. Yesterday, wow. The company says that a slowdown in delivery demand and a tight labor market created a shortage of drivers, and as COVID nineteen curbs ease. Americans have started to eat out at restaurants after more than a year of ordering food at home, which is slowing sales at Domino's, which I guess they get most of their business from its deliveries and takeaway orders. Is Domino's sales decreasing after 41 straight quarters in the green a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Um, I mean, it's a big deal for them, for sure. It's a lot of money. But, I mean, look, you had to know that that gravy train was going to stop at some point, right? You know, or in this case, the... Uh marinara sauce train um, would stop at some point, right? Like that, that's just kind of the way that this thing works. Um, my kids love Domino's. Um, I do too. Domino's has gotten a lot better. Um, not the pizza I would be ordering for myself necessarily. That's no disrespect. It's just not what I would want to eat, but my kids love it. So when we order pizza, we order one for them and that's usually what we order. And then we order some fancier stuff for us. So. I'm going to say no deal here. I mean, I'm with George. It is a big deal if you're the Domino's people. But think about it. Not only um, are people now getting back out to restaurants, so not ordering as much, but wait a second. You have lots of other options now. I mean, way back when, Domino's, it was 30 minutes or it's free. I mean, if it was 31 minutes, you'd be calling going, I want my money back. But now there are so many other options for delivery and delivery services. It just seems to me that it stands to reason that with so much more competition for delivery and particularly for pizza, that their sales would decline. But I will say this, you know, Domino's has this special, and I, I think they still have it. If you walk in, they have a medium pizza with two toppings for $5.99, and it's great. And I like the thin crust. That thin crust, I can eat I like, like two the of thin those. Crust too, they're yeah, like yeah. they're like it's like eating a cracker with cheese and sauce and sausage on it. It's great. So I still like Domino's. I just have, can't remember the last time I've had some. No, I, I want some. I love Domino's because as somebody who comes from the Midwest, I'm not a big fan of like the California style pizza, whatever you want to call it. I just feel like there's not enough sauce on it generally. The sauce isn't sweet enough generally. And I have yet to find a place that I enjoy as much as like some of the mom and pop places back home. However, Domino's, be it a chain restaurant, say what you will want it, they're the one pizza place where I feel like it's consistent. You know what you're gonna, what to expect, and what you're gonna get every time. And so I like that about Domino's because you know when I want pizza, that's what I order because I still have yet to find a pizza place that I really, really enjoy where I live in California. Hmm. 
All right, on to the next one. Hmm. All right, so Brown's all-pro defensive end, Miles Garrett, has uh, the front yard of his home littered saw this. Yeah, with playful great. Halloween decorations related to his job. There are yeah. seven tombstones on Garrett's lawn with the name of seven NFL quarterbacks who he's recently sacked. When asked at practice today about the backstory of the cemetery, he said, quote, I'm kind of a troll a little bit, and people in my house, they like to have fun. My family and my friends, they thought it would be something cool to do for Halloween. So we talked a lot about bulletin board material and how it impacted or potentially impacted the ALDS against Boston and Tampa Bay. So in this case, do you think that Miles Garrett's trolling situation is a big deal or no deal, Cap? No deal. I think it's cute. I think it's funny. I think that it's uh, it's attention-getting, but I don't think it's controversial. I don't think it's disrespectful. I just think it's really cute and funny and shows some personality. So for me, I like it, but it's no deal because I'm not going to make a big deal. I love you know when you saying? call things cute. Yeah, it's cute. Don't you think? Yeah, it's cute. I mean, listen, I have a graveyard on my front lawn already. I got... I got skeletons, I got ghosts, I got tombstones, but I don't have quarterbacks that I've sacked. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's it's not a big deal. It's no deal to me. Like, it's funny. It's just, that's what it is, what it is. It's, no, it's nothing out of this world. Um, Some people, though, you know, they're, they're like, oh, well, how dare you Oh, my you God. Do that? You see, the NFL is so stupid. Yeah. People make a big deal out of everything. Oh, bulletin board material. Ah, oh, my goodness. How can't believe dare he did he? that. He's already played them, though, hasn't he? So yeah. what's the big deal? and he deal? sacked them. So there you right. go. He has the right yeah. to do it, right? Have some fun. All right. On to the next one. So it's been nearly one month since USC freshman quarterback Jackson Dart underwent surgery to repair a torn meniscus following his historic debut against Washington State. Mm -hmm. Dart returned to practice last week and has been slowly progressing, throwing to receivers running routes this week. While he isn't 100% yet, Dart told reporters today that he hopes to be back at full speed sooner than later. And then, of course, USC has a bye this week, so maybe, just maybe, we see him the following week? So is Jackson Dart's impending return a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Well, I think it's a big deal because I think Keaton Slovis has been pretty up and down, um, and they've been struggling in general. And Jackson Dart looks the part. I wasn't trying to rhyme there, but nice job. very good. That, nice job. That's the reality. I did the one game he did, the game he got hurt despite the injury. He still balled out and threw four touchdowns and led them to a victory when things looked bleak down 14 uh, nothing at the Palouse. So I, I, I do think that uh, it's a big deal for sure. I'm going to also say big deal for a couple other reasons. First of all, USC is 3-3. Three and three. What's left on the schedule is Notre Dame next weekend, and that's a huge game, obviously, because if they win it, all of a sudden they can get back a little bit of respect. People might actually respect USC football a little. And then after that, they've got Arizona State, who's nationally ranked. Otherwise, I mean, I guess the last game of the season, BYU, they're also currently in the top 25. So the schedule has changed enough that there are ranked opponents. Now the question is this. What are you going to do? You're an interim head coach. You have an incumbent starting quarterback. You have a young up-and-coming star quarterback, and you're not likely going to be the head coach next year. So are you concerned about the future of the program, and you sit the, the, the veteran player and you play the younger player thinking about the future, or do you not care about the future because all you're thinking about is winning games right now? So I think it, it presents a potential quarterback controversy for USC, and for me, that's what makes this a big deal. Sweet. Do we, have time uh, do we got time one? for one more? Yeah, do we? Come uh, on, we can do it. We can do one more. Go ahead, on to the next one. <laughs> 
I love how I ask you guys. All right, so in a post to Instagram um, on Thursday, actor Jonah Hill asked his 3 million followers to refrain from making comments about his body, whether they be positive or negative. And experts say that we can all learn something from Hill's post about body comments. Stop making them. Those experts say that while it's easy to understand how negative comments about someone's body can be hurtful, praise can also be hurtful. It validates or emphasizes that our worth is tied to our appearance, which just isn't true. Hale's comments have sparked a huge social debate about the topic. Um, I bring this up mainly because I I heard them talking about on Mason in Ireland, where one of the things that came out of it was like, well, I don't see what's wrong with with giving somebody a positive comment like you look great. When that's exactly what he's asking people not to do. Do you think that this whole debate and this whole conversation is a big deal or no deal, Cap? I think it's kind of a big deal. It's weird to me because hasn't he lost a whole bunch of weight and he's kind of looking pretty good, right? Um, well, you're doing exactly what he's asked you not to do, Cap. Well, right. Okay. It, it, but, if he's but, saying don't do not do it, it'd just be like, all right, cool, bro. That's well, it. Well, like, Just re- respect somebody's... Like wishes, I guess. Well, right? I mean, listen, I just, I'm, I, he's putting himself out there on social media. I, I oh, think, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do, do that. What? Don't do that. He's putting himself out there on social media. This is the exact like, debate that I'm talking about. Right. But, like, but, stop. Wait, say- the man just said, look, if I asked you a question, like, like, l- let's just do it this way. Okay. Mm-hmm. If is, you know, there, you and I have conversations sometimes off the air. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about things. And sometimes we'll talk about things on the air and we're like, ah, we probably shouldn't have said that for one reason or another, right? And then we talk about it and say off the air, nah, let's not do that, you know what I mean, anymore. Um, Because we don't want to put anybody in a bind. Well, this is kind of similar to that. This man is literally telling you, just don't do it. I'm good. We're good. Don't worry about it. Like, just leave it alone. And you still want to do it and you want to do it because you're saying he's in the public eye? That's just such a lame, lame reason to try to defy the man's wishes. Actually, I totally disagree. The reason I'm even commenting on it is because Lindsay put it into our wheelhouse. She's throwing fastballs, and I'm trying to hit them out. So the question is, is it a big deal or no deal? I kind of find it to be a big deal because he's, he's telling you what not to do. And so, I don't know. I don't, I don't like people telling me what to do or not to do. But I don't really have much comment. On, on his appearance. I really don't care. Like, he doesn't really do anything for me. As a matter of no, fact, I know, I, but I you, do you realize what it sounds like when you say the thing of, like, well, he's in the public eye? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, he's just well, telling he, but you. He, like, but he did put this out there, though. So, so, so this is exactly he, what Ireland said. He said, well, doesn't that kind of come with the job when you're a celebrity and you're a famous actor? Well, but but, but again, hold on. He's He puts out this quote. By the way, I just realized I didn't follow Jonah Hill, so I just did. He says, I know what you, I know you mean well. But I kindly ask that you not comment on my body, right. good or bad. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, bro, like, am I commenting on your body? <laughs> I'm not commenting. I don't. Listen, for me, I don't really care about Jonah Hill's body. Brother, do your thing. Big, small, tatted, no tats, beard, no beard, long hair, short hair. Brother, do your thing, man, and leave me out of it. Okay. That, see, that, that response makes sense. But, but when he, you do but, the but, da- he, but he's but he's inspiring you to comment one way or the other. Why is he or, inspiring you? He's telling he's, you. He's oh, telling me. Oh, I have to listen to Jonah because Hill. Because you don't think if you're Jonah Hill and you have 7 bazillion followers, there are people 
doing it all day and he can't even look at his own damn social media without having to get annoyed about it? He's just telling you kindly, like, hey, man, can you just leave it alone? Like, it's all good. Thanks. I think wonder what will main... happen if I do that. If I put that on Twitter, hey, everybody leave me alone. I wonder if the Charger trolls will leave me alone. I don't I think wonder... it's that, though, Cap. Yeah. Like, no. And I'm going to jump in just because as someone who's lost a lot of weight mm -hmm. and me and Lindsay were talking about it, like, I literally tweeted about... Adele last night where people I was reading all these articles like she looks great she's smoking hot she's this and I'm like she was beautiful before she lost all the weight so it's you're complimenting her right but you're also in a sense giving her like a, a backhanded comment of like well you weren't that pretty before exactly. that's, how, that's how it's taken exactly. so with him it's like yeah I know that I lost all this weight I did it for my health for whatever reason I'm not in his head whatever reason he did it for you know but you're when you're when you have over like again i was over 500 pounds you're always constantly thinking like okay this or that and you having people um commenting on your body whether it's positive or negative it's not always received as positive because you're thinking well damn was i that bad before like i have to look like this and then you have these ideals of where you got to be or how much more you got to lose like there's so much that comes with what he did that if you were not in his position you wouldn't understand and he's telling you like thank you thank you for telling me all these things but just don't just right it to he's yourself. telling you he understands it comes from a good place but he's just telling you it's not necessary exactly i don't really listen honestly i'm not i'm not like being kind of cornered here like oh you're saying this about him I, I, like no I said, we're I, not I trying to corner it. you we're trying to educate you you don't need to educate me i mean listen i this guy wait 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 what do you mean we don't need to educate you clearly we do because Why? you don't understand because, because what he's trying to say is the is the only perspective it's the only right perspective. no i'm not saying it's the only perspective what i'm saying is very simple he has a specific idea for why he's saying what he's saying your your reaction is don't tell me what to say it's about him Hey, like, bro, you know what I'm I saying? Comment, like, I didn't comment on it. I'm not going to comment on it. And honestly, I wasn't even following him. So I don't really care. So I'll say no deal. Okay. I mean, but you don't <laughs> have to get... You're, you're the one earlier to this. We were getting all, like, tight-ass about stuff. Now, you're the one getting tight-ass about stuff. I like, think, we're trying to educate you. From, and, like, particularly yeah. Laura. I, was, I think at, at the end of the day, I think in 2021, the message that people are trying to spread is, like... You're do you is people don't right. comment on someone's weight regardless. We had this whole conversation when so and so said that Mike McCarthy was overweight, and then it's like it's none of your business. Like how he chooses to like right. Eat we did that and conversation. Exercise uh, and all that we did stuff. here too. Right. right. Like uh, that's uh, no Does it business. matter if he's big or like? Exactly. And I asked you, Scott. I mean, does it matter if your coach is big? And you were like, No, it doesn't matter. I mean, if he's good, he's good. He's not. He's not. Jonah Hill's good actor. And I like all the color on his... Oh, wait, I don't mean to comment on his tattoos. My B. Oh, here we go. Now you got to be a smartass, though. My like, this is my you. Bee. This is you. My this bee. is why you're a Curb Your Enthusiasm my episode. My <laughs> With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. As a matter of fact, the wine has been open since 6.30. Um, so that means it's at, we're at the 20-minute mark, which means it's, it's probably uh, aired out pretty well. Um, I will, once this song is over, I will literally run to the kitchen and grab a glass and finish the show. Now, did that. you decant or you just, un- you took out the cork and let it breathe? No, you just took out the cork and let it breathe, yeah. We don't really decant. use a decanter all that often, not at home. Nah, I mean, if you leave the bottle open long enough, it's fine. I don't what think you need to decant. Uh, the decanting, if we're going to do it here, you know, and maybe a sommelier can, uh, can, can correct me if I'm wrong, but decanting, I think, is better suited for if you want to drink it faster after you open the bottle. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. What are you drinking tonight? What are you going to do? Uh, we're doing a little Dow uh, Special Reserve uh, Cabernet. So a little Paso Robles, mm-hmm. uh, you know, region. So that's what we're doing tonight because we'll do a little Pizza Bianca. It is Pizza Friday nice. today. I'm going to name drop here, George. I'm just preparing you for this. But uh, right. I know George Dow quite well. The oh, owner you do? Of Dow. I do. Look at that. Fact. All through horse racing, believe it or not. Oh, all through horse racing, all yeah. those fancy people in horse racing. Yeah, it's it, it, it can be fancy. It, it, it actually can I mean, be. Let's be real. You guys get dressed up. You put the hats on. The, you know, everybody gets fancy, you know? Yeah. And uh, and the Breeders' Cup coming here real soon. You know, I mean, usually it's either at Santa Anita or Del Mar. But uh, I got a horse running at Santa Anita tomorrow. Do not bet on this horse. Just to give everybody a heads up. Do I mean, not really? you're bet just on doing my that. horse. Like the, you're not that. I mean, you're, you're just that down on the horse before it even like races. The horse tomorrow in the sixth race at Santa Anita is called So Very Smart. And while our trainer, Doug O'Neill, has gotten hot, not when it comes to our horses, we can't buy a win. We can't even buy, you know, top three. So the horse is called So Very Smart, the sixth race, Minana at Santa Anita. If anybody's going, don't waste your money. Do not bet on this horse, even though the horse is the 8-5 to five morning line favorite. Do not do it. Oh, that's not even good odds. If it was no, good odds, I'd consider it. I'd go on the TVG app and just bet something on it. Yeah, I've been using 20, the Twin Put 20 bones on, yeah. uh, on a WPS or something. Yeah, that's a nice bet right there. I do like a WPS. I'm, a, I'm an across-the-board player. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm with you. You could do an exact the box. You're going to give me like, uh, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what are you giving me? You give me I, something uh, in that race then if you're, it's not going to be your horse? No, nah, I got nothing else on that on that race. Now this I mean, horse is, wait, wait, what are we? I mean, you know, I haven't handicapped the race, but the horse has has gone back to back with second place finishes, and now is is the favorite in the race. And yeah. when we get to the favorite, that means we're going to lose. Yeah. Give me a seven to one, eight to one, twelve to one. I mean, shock the world, you know. Yeah, but eight to I'm five, with you on that. Yeah, eight to sure. five is garbage. eight to five is terrible Chalk. odds. It's no point in that. Did you unfollow Jonah Hill, or did you, did you stay <laughs> following him? No, now I'm following him to find out what else he's going to tell me not to do. Okay. I mean, jeez, you. Oh, don't tell me what to do. Hey, I'm like Kyrie Irving all of a sudden. You really you know? are. You are yeah. the Kyrie of this show. Yes. Yeah, right. I am the Jewish, middle-aged, white guy, yes. Kyrie Irving. Yes, you are exactly that. You are the Kyrie of <laughs> this show. Do you break ankles like he does? Yeah. Um, in a different way. No, he way. broke his own ankle almost, right? Like kick, trying to kick the ball, according yeah, to himself. Yeah, and I hurt my, hurt my quad, too. Yeah. All right, I'm going to run and get some wine. How much time do we have, Laura? Oh, we have three minutes. I can't finish. That's fine. I'll just stick around. I was gonna, I was gonna have a glass while we were finishing the show. Sounds nice. Yeah. Sounds very but nice. But I'll wait. 
Hey, let me do this before we get get out of here. You ready for this? Give me your yeah. top five teams in the NFL. Give me your bottom five teams in the NFL. You know I love this. Everybody's got a power ranking, one through 32. Not us. One through five and then 28 through 32. You want me to go first or you want to go yeah, first? Yeah, go first. Laura, if, if you have some, uh, some musical accompaniment, um, uh, we forgot. We, we should have told you ahead of time. That was RB. Um, nice. Thank yeah. you. See, RB now. Thank yeah. you. Musical Thank you for adopting that, by the way. I mean, I'm really just doing it. It's more of a mockery than anything else. <laughs> you want me to go top five or bottom five, George? Uh, go. Let's go uh, bottom five. Let's save the top five for later. All right, go bottom ahead. five. Here it goes. At number yeah. 28, I've got the yeah. Indianapolis Colts. They're one and four, but I have a tie for 28th. Okay. The Colts are playing the Texans, and both teams are one and four. So, so you've I've got, got like a bottom both. six is what you really have. Kind of, yeah, yeah I kind of do. Yeah. Indian yeah. and Texas, uh, Houston Texans are both one and four, and they're number 28. Number 29, the Rams will play the Giants. The Giants are one and four. The, the Giants are one of the worst teams in, the, in football, and their record shows that. And all these injuries, even though guys are coming back, Giants at 29. Jared Goff and the Lions at 0-5. They're playing Cincinnati. They're my number 30 team in the NFL. At 31, I've got the Jets, who are 1-4. They're off this week, so that saves them. And at 32, the worst team in the NFL, Jacksonville, hosting Miami, 0-5 Jacksonville. Could we be talking about Jacksonville's first win? This I don't year? know, but we only have 45 seconds, so I'm going to go really fast here. Uh, so 28, I've got the Texans, then the Jets at 29, Giants at 30, Detroit at 31, and Jacksonville, the worst team in the league. Here's my top five very quickly. Number five, I'm going to go with the Green, Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Bucks at four, the Rams at three, the Cardinals at two, and the Bills at one. We have 20 seconds, Cap, go. Five, Packers, four, Bills, three, Rams, two, Cardinals, one, my man, Tom Brady, after last night, Tampa Bay, still the best team in the NFL. Your boyfriend, always. All right, great job, Cap. Great job, Laura uh, and Lindsay. We will talk to you on Monday. Might be our only show, so enjoy the weekend. Everyone go uh, have fun and enjoy it. Talk to you then. See ya.